welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Styles Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Welcome back from a hiatus that was not nearly as long and dry as our first one, um, but it does feel really good to be back talking about Teen Wolf 6A episode 6, um, which is our first episode post Stalinsky. P.S. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to talk about this episode because I, for one, have many a positive feeling towards it, but also many a negative feeling towards it. And isn't that always the way? So to get us started, my name is Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I'm Anya, and I'm Styles Still Likes Lydia on Tumblr. I'm Claire. I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. And I'm Maggie. I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And today, I really want to start talking with the mirror traveling that Lydia did at the very beginning of the episode. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling 22. No, <laughs> I was feeling... I wish. <laughs> I, I felt that I was really excited for the mirror traveling. Um, and then I felt like it wasn't explored enough that nobody... Lydia didn't think it was weird that she traveled through a mirror. Nobody commented. Nobody was like, huh, that's odd. That's not her normal powers. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had the same reaction to that scene. Yeah, I thought it was another one of the things that Teen Wolf just kind of throws in there and then doesn't really explain. Hopefully it'll be brought up again because I feel like it's the type of thing that could be used to get Styles back mm. from the Wild Hunt. So I think that, like, if once if they explore it anymore, it might be explored in that context and we'll get a better explanation. But yeah, Malia was like, do you ever have nice dreams? And I was like, it wasn't a dream. Like, why are you calling it a dream? Teen Wolf, at Teen Wolf, explain, please. Wait, was it, though? I'm confused. No, mm -mm. it wasn't a dream. She well, was why awake. Was she, why was she in the locker room? She was washing her hands after class. She was in the bathroom. In the, oh, it looked like the locker room. No, I think it was the locker room, but I think it was, like, the girls' locker room. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is she in the girls' locker room? Just because that's one of the sets that they have, so they're going to use it? Yeah, exactly. I, like, they didn't uh, need I, to make a girls' bathroom set. They had a locker room set. Oh, okay. I thought that the, that was part of her dream. Like, I thought her washing her hands and looking up into the mirror was, like, all a dream. But if it was, it just wasn't not communicated well to us, the audience, because it doesn't show her waking up from the dream or, like, it doesn't show anything about it being a dream besides Malia's one-liner. Yeah, so, yeah, plus she was wearing her clothes that she wore in the rest of the episode. Yeah. Like, if yeah. it had been a dream, then it would have been different. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm undecided. Can travel and go to different dimensions. You've <laughs> decided. Well, but it also could just be, like, a banshee thing. Like, she was connected to a banshee, and it wasn't, like, actually traveling. Like, I don't know. It definitely, if they just leave it the way it is right now, then... I'm just going to be like, okay, there's another plot hole in Teen Wolf that will never be explained. If they just leave, add it to the list. Yeah, if they leave it like this, then my opinion is that was dumb because she touched a mirror and walked through it into another time. You need to explain that. Otherwise, I will think that is dumb until the end of time. Moving on. <laughs> but you know what? Lydia's powers were also expanded in other ways in this episode. Like, um, 
the banshee that they visited, Lenore, she could, like, open and close doors, like, using her, like, hands. And I was like, shit, man, I'm going to start. Lenore doing magic. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that, like, because... But I was thinking exactly that, Claire. Like, because of the, like, white waves that Lydia can push out from herself, like, with her scream, she might have the ability to do things like that. Like, I remember, like, I wrote a fanfic once, and I don't, like, remember which one it was, but, like, Styles was, like... <laughs> Styles was going down on Lydia, and she, like, made a pencil float in the air. Oh, uh, that was empty spaces in my body. <laughs> Yikes. Thank you, Maggie. Um, <laughs> thanks, babe. Um, and I was... I kind of excited to see that that similar property applied to Lenora's powers and I'm really gonna start manifesting that into my own like writings that had candidates because I think it would be super cool if Styles and Lydia were like having a fight and Lydia just like boom closes the door with their hands oh my god only slightly I, terrifying I think it's really cool and I totally buy the being able to manipulate those waves like in different ways mm. so that she's freaking doing wandless magic or whatever mm -hmm. um I just I just don't buy walking through a mirror. I just <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> Darcy bot well, malfunction. In addition to door slamming, <laughs> I just like smiling. <laughs> it contorts the face. <laughs> um, in addition to the door slamming, though, the part when Lenore and Lydia screamed at each other and oh, like yeah. both jumped back into time from from that another unexplained banshee move, I guess, but. That was pretty sick. So now, because Lenore showed Lydia the wild hunt, now Lydia can see if I'm correct. That's what Ooh. I was getting from it. I don't know. Ooh, I don't well, know. Another thing oh, that no. no one knows because it hasn't been explained. <laughs> Not well, I actually think that the Wild Hunt's going to be a continuing issue during 6B, so things that aren't explained still have the chance to be explained in 6B. I don't think we have to resolve this during 6A. There's I no agree. way it's going to be resolved. No, there isn't. Although, I feel like we said that, like, every season. And surprise! And somehow, pull it off. Because they off. Pull it off air ends right where they are without explaining them. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. how. Um, speaking of things that haven't been explained yet... How about Dat Fradia? <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Dat Fradia, though. Um, so the the episode ends with the sheriff like researching frontotemporal dementia, and Fradia being like, "Bay, what's up?" And he's like, a little suspicious, but like a little not wanting to be suspicious. And then Daddy goes and knocks that wall down. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. It just it felt <laughs> untriggered. I can't believe I just triggered Maggie. <laughs> We, we don't need Stilinski kinky daddy feels please, right now. Please, so. Oh, like, I actually didn't do that, like, on purpose, like, sexually. I was just, like, trying to make, oh, like, yeah. a... It was supposed to be, like, a homeboy... <laughs> homeboy <laughs> knock the wall down. He's a literal dad. <laughs> um, but Fradia, yeah, I think... And obviously, it's still not fully explained. Shocker. But I feel like we can kind of take the Caleb situation, which honestly, I really, as a fan of, like, straight-up horror movies, I really enjoyed that, because that was, like, five yeah. minutes out of a horror movie, like, mommy said you need to stay and play with me, like, <laughs> I'm seeing, like, those creepy twins, like, down the From hallway. From The Shining. Um, I but I that. feel like we can kind of take <laughs> Caleb's situation that the Ghost Riders brought him back to, like, 
I don't, we don't know, like, if it was, like, a gift to her. We don't know the circumstances of why he was brought back. But I feel like we can kind of maybe assume that that's what happened with Fraudia, and that the Ghost Riders brought her back. I think there's yeah. supposed to be parallels there. Yeah, I, I agree. My, my only issue with that is that, like, Caleb, when Caleb is really, like, sketchy and, like, dripping water and, like, chokes people and stuff, and so far Claudia hasn't displayed any of that kind of, like, more ghostly aspect. And so also... Far. So far. Like, it could still happen. But also, I think Claudia seems a little bit... Or Fraudia seems a little bit more, like, <laughs> malevolent to me than, um, than, like, real Claudia would, because Styles has always upheld Claudia as, like, this really good mother until she started having, like dementia and then this claudia is so suspicious of lydia and so like oh honey you should just let this go and talk to your mother because clearly nothing is going on here and she just seems like she's purposefully trying to mislead everyone and i don't think real claudia would do that unless like styles romanticized her or whatever but i don't know yeah he literally says in an earlier season mom would have believed me to the sheriff and like that honestly that one line like really influenced the way i was characterizing claudia in my head and so i agree with you completely anya i don't believe this is the way the real claudia slinsky um would be acting pre frontotemporal dementia and like i get the fact that she's older and like things are different but i still think that i mean she's not the same person like lydia hasn't actually met styles's mother because she's not the same woman and that's another thing because Claudia is like the same age as Sheriff, and Caleb is still a child. So if they were bringing Claudia back, then she would be the same age that she was when she died, and that was like ten years ago. So she would be like ten years younger than the Sheriff. I will say that there could it could be a magic that's tied in to the mm-hmm. type of magic that they used to bring Caleb back, but she's a little bit more conscious of what's going on because Claudia was brought back for a purpose, and Caleb was brought back to placate Lenore. And so I think that, like, it could be a a similar vein of magic, but not directly the exact same circumstance, which would still mean that the parallel is there, and they set up for how Claudia got back. And Team Wolf setting stuff up is, like, I'm here for it, because they don't always do it, so... Yeah, that's true. The Ghost Riders could be influencing, like, even Claudia's personality if they brought her back for a purpose. Yeah. I think we can, at the very least, assume that the Ghost Riders brought her back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where that goes, nobody knows. Yeah, the the difference that I saw between the two is Caleb is, like, still a child in mindset, and Claudia is an adult woman with, like, if we were to get really technical about it, with obviously more manipulative and more capable thinking. Children don't try to hide themselves. Like, they always speak their truths. So Caleb's like, yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> like I drowned. Yeah. And Claudia, if she had a more complex mindset, would be much more manipulative about her truth. But the thing that I was going to say is that she has shown like aggressive tendencies towards Lydia. And part of the frontal temporal dementia is aggression, is like one of the symptoms. Um, I don't think she's there yet, but I do think that there's a one line, I think, in the promo where Lydia says, like, you're afraid to remember him to the sheriff. You're afraid to remember Styles." And so, whereas Caleb was given to Lenore to, what's the word, placate her? I never yeah. pronounced that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> to placate her. I think that um, it 
it was possibly done the same to Sheriff, but, like, a little less direct. Like, I think it was more indirectly, like, okay, let's just do this so he doesn't get too worked up about the fact it was just him and so she's like a distraction for him otherwise she claudia would be needed to placate the sheriff mm-hmm. so i know this is venturing into headcanon territory but one thing that i as a viewer was surprised about was like when claudia died styles already had his crush on lydia and i find it like i just like i feel like it's weird just like the whole thing i just oh wait Fuck that. I remembered. I'm I <laughs> fucked up, y'all. I fucked up. <laughs> so where are you going with that? I was like I was like, I can't tie this back in. I fucked up. <laughs> so in case anybody missed this season of Team Wolf, everybody forgot who Styles is. <laughs> like Theo. Except Theo. Oh, dun So yeah. So yeah, why isn't Claudia talking to Theo about Styles' crush on Lydia? They would be buds. <laughs> okay, um, so speaking of hallucinations, we weren't, but I was hallucinating with that plot line. What did you guys think about the hallucinations that Scott and Malia had. Yeah, I was about to say Kira. No one look at me. <laughs> oh my gosh, let, we, let's not bring up Kira yet because I'm gonna need a solid twenty minutes to talk about that. Hallucinations <laughs> no. were like they were. I'm torn because they were really powerful and like I'm seriously like hashtag give <laughs> Malia a break because stop showing her pictures or like bodies like of her dead family and then being shot and then literally bringing back the person that shot her um so malia's hallucination was obviously very powerful and then scott oh poor Mm. scott scotty scott i'm actually like really scary nervous about scott's hallucinations because i feel like it's an honest to god foreshadowing like his hallucination like with malia's malia's happened. happened to her Yes, and so there should be no fucking reason that there's a bite missing from Mama McCall's head unless it's going to happen. Like, I honest to God, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, it's fucking foreshadowing. Like, I'm scared. I didn't even consider that. I was so wrapped up in the fact that I was talking to um, Rachel, it's always Lydia about this. I was so wrapped up in the fact that Malia's head, or Malia's hallucination was like, four times as long as Scott's, and Scott's was getting, like, sidelined again. <laughs> I didn't even consider that it might be foreshadowing. I was just sitting there, like, I don't understand why these hallucinations are happening. Like, I don't see the purpose of them. They're not explained. They're just random. Like, Lenore doesn't seem to have anything to do with them. But now I'm, like... Well, also, Lydia, Lydia didn't have one, which I think we were all a little miffed at because we know it would have been awesome. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm hoping it's not foreshadowing because that would really, really, really not be okay. Maybe at the very least, it's a clue to them that you know this thing is happening and they need to stop the Nazi werewolf from eating people's brains. For sure. I'm gonna go yeah. with that. I'm going That's with that. Good. I um, don't think that they kill off Mama McCall. Me neither. It no, freaks me no, out. I don't think they would. Is there a possibility that I like hope this is true? that Lydia was meant to have a hallucination and they couldn't get Dylan back to film it and so it got cut because otherwise I don't understand why it would be so uneven that the hallucinations like Lydia legit said like oh 
the atmosphere is like affecting us and making us hallucinate and then like scott and malia have hallucinations and lydia doesn't maybe she's immune though because a lot of the episode was about being not so much immune but left behind (gasps) yeah (laughs) all right you can't just say that my spring awakening trash ass is not ready for that one (laughs) um but maybe that was on purpose like to us it is a little uneven and i'm i i mean it's possible that that filming was the actual reason but Mm -hmm. i think it could have been you know on purpose that she didn't have one someone tweet angela if it was gonna be if lydia was gonna hallucinate anything it would be allison just to Screw with Maggie. <laughs> Speaking of Allison, why the hell did they reuse that scream? Why? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, did they she's not going to re-record it. It's Oh, my God. That's really a good scream. They're just going to use it. No. You couldn't. But it was the Allison scream. Well, that was her best one, obviously. There are plenty of screams to choose from from 3A that they don't use all the time, and from, like, even from 2. Like, they use that one, like, constantly. I hear that scream in my sleep. Okay, um, so I think that we should move on to (sighs) the disrespect in this episode. Oh my gosh. Anya, you seem the most pissed, like, right now, because you just watched the episode 30 minutes ago, so do you want to take this and run? Okay, so... Honestly, I actually really, really enjoyed, like, 80% of this episode. Like, the originals, everything with Lenore was great. Like, um, Melissa and Chris was great. And then every single time 2.0 walked on the screen, I was like, are you kidding me? You are ruining this episode for me. Because there was just so much wrong with, like, the fact that, first of all, Hayden said, I don't even think Kira could do that. But Josh could, first of all. Kira is a million times better than Josh and a million times stronger. And who banished Theo to the underworld? Not Josh. Like, first of all, that was disrespecting Kira. And then they brought back Kira's mom instead of Kira to hand over the sword to be used. And, like, her mom was like, oh, I don't condone this, but I think she would trust you with it. So here you go, even though I think it's wrong. Okay, that sword, like, the last thing Kira did for her pack was get rid of Theo, and now you're going to disrespect her by using her own sword to bring Theo back. That completely negates everything Kira did last season after you sidelined her for an entire season and only let her do one important thing the entire time, and now this season you're just completely reversing it. Also, (laughs) sorry, I'm just going. Also, Theo... Also, Theo being brought back was completely purposeless because they brought him back to absorb the lightning and he couldn't even do it. And Kira, like, you don't know if Kira could do that or not, Hayden. Like, they're, like, they were like, oh, we should bring back Theo. Like, they could just as easily have driven down to the Skinwalkers and gotten Kira back. Like, there is no reason that they should have gotten Theo over Kira. And I was talking to my friend, um, Cat slash Malia's ass. <laughs> I love the way you hesitated. You were like, what if my parents here? Well, I was like, to... <laughs> okay, yes. But um, I was talking to my friend about this, and she was like, literally, the only reason that they brought Theo back is just showing that they would rather bring back a guy who was already dead than bring back Kira, because Theo serves no purpose that Kira would not have served, mm-hmm. because Kira could have remembered Styles too, because she was with the Skinwalkers. And 
Plus, Peter remembers Styles, so Peter could have been the person that they go to to learn more information about Styles and the Wild Hunt. And both Peter and Theo are just white dudes who we thought we were done with, who were getting brought back this season. And I was fine with Peter getting brought back, but, like, Peter and Theo will serve the same purpose in, like, oh, they have information, so we have to work with them even though we don't like them and will they betray the pack or will they actually end up helping us like every purpose that they have in this season is going to be the exact same like trope so there's no reason to have both of them I think that there's going to be a split I think that what's going to happen is that Peter's going to end up having to get destroyed at the end of 6B but then Theo will spend 6B trying to be a part of the pack like i think that theo's getting a redemption arc and i am not yeah. happy about it yeah i when he came back and was like you don't know what i've been through oh, i was like oh, oh. You. yeah he's getting a redemption arc that's starting with hey guys that dude's actually a nazi werewolf so let's not tell him anything anymore oh. because hayden you're an idiot and you tell your secret plan to every guy that you find in a closet <laughs> She, she told Mason? No, I'm joking. Mason's not in the closet. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Literally, every word out yeah. of your mouth makes Scott McCall's life harder. Yes. <laughs> like, everything the originals are doing in this episode is bringing the plot forward and helping to improve things and find styles and make progress against the Wild Hunt. And everything 2.0 did in this episode just <laughs> pulled back and was a setback. Like, not only did they... What? Am I frozen? No. no I'm okay. just annoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Not only did they bring Theo back, but they also told the Nazi werewolf all of their plans in the same episode. I'm like, Jeff Davis, if you want us to like 2.0, then you need to give us a reason. The only way the this only... would be okay is if Liam took that sword and brought Theo back to where he belongs, because that would, like, redeem Liam in my eyes and also kind of... Not obviously at all get rid of the disrespect to Kira, but like kind of lessen the pain a little bit. But you know that's not happening. The fact that her mom didn't even want to give them the sword for this pissed me off so like not like at no she go, but like at the writers. Like is she doesn't even think it's a good idea and she's like, Listen, I'm gonna give you this sword and I'm like, This is so convoluted. You literally yeah. couldn't write an adult thinking that this was a good idea. So she had to not, but it's like she, Kira gave her the sword to, like, keep safe and to use for whatever she thought prudent. And she's now giving up the sword that Kira gave her for that purpose to them because she feels aligned with the pack. And yet, she doesn't approve of what they're doing and doesn't think that it'll keep Beacon Hill safer. Like, writers, do you just talk is, yourself in a weird circle? 2.0's whole story arc this, this episode is so fucking stupid that they had to get rid of the only character that makes any goddamn sense in 2.0 mason he wasn't even in this fucking episode if mason was in this episode this would not have happened he is the only good 2.0 character and he's the only one that would have made any damn sense in that total mason's gonna come back from visiting his grandparents and be like so what did i miss they're gonna be like um we resurrected theo from the dead and mason's gonna be like just turn around and walk out To be fair, to be, um, put a modicum of fairness in this, it was much too little, much too late, but we know Hayden didn't want it to happen. 
her very last-ditch effort. Theo, no! As he's literally already putting it in the earth. So she's going to be like, well, I didn't want to do it. And he's going to be like, well, you were supposed to be with me. And then, you know. They're going to have a fight and they're going to kiss and make up. And then they're going to make out in the corner. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you think that, like, Dylan Sprayberry and Victoria, not Justice. Morale. 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 (laughs) Do you think they just, like, can't stand the sight of each other anymore? Like, every time they're in a scene together, they have to make out. But they're just like, ew, it's you. Like, literally, part of their plan was to make out as a distraction. I'm like, guys, really? Like, really? <laughs> the magic is gone. What? The magic is so far gone in their relationship that Hayden can be, like, making out with Liam, and she's, like, bored enough to pay attention to what the teachers are saying. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, okay, so I guess, like, moving on from the salt, because I could live here in Saltland, but we have to move on. Um, I really want to talk about the uh, the final scene with Lydia in it, um, in which Lydia in this scene with Malia, she's talking about how she doesn't want to be left behind, she doesn't want to be alone, and to me that was a really emotional moment because it makes me think about Lydia's development throughout the series and how she started off the most alone character on this show despite the fact that she didn't seem so at all, and now she, like, has... She took herself off of that pedestal and she, she got friends and real meaningful relationships and like yes some of them are gone like allison but some of them like styles and scott are absolutely still here and now there's a possibility that after all this growth and development and all this love that she's put into these people even when it felt like they didn't love her back they could just be ripped from her um and she could be literally completely alone for the rest of her life all because she's a banshee and that just honestly completely breaks my lydia martin loving heart just like destroys me in ways that i cannot vocalize especially since because when she says i don't want to be alone like it's not just like the fear everyone has of being alone like she absolutely knows what that feels like and she doesn't want to go back there Mm. it just reminds me of when we went to hallercon holland actually said like Mm. lydia is a lonely character like she confirmed like She's, like, an extremely lonely, like, probably the loneliest person on the show. And that just destroys me because even when she was so lonely and alone, she always had Styles, and he was the reason why she was not alone. Like, even when she didn't realize his presence, he was keeping her company, but now he's not. And to segue off that, since it is StudioCast, I think we should talk about the studio moment in this episode, which was fucking lit. It was amazing. And that was Lydia's line, I don't want to be safe, I want to save Styles." That line killed me because after all this time, Lydia is making the same sacrifice that Styles would have made for her in season one. Like... She's completely gone around, and now I think that that line finally proves that Lydia is in the exact same place as Styles has been, actually more so, from the start of the show. Um, she's she's on the same level. Both of them would rather have each other than have safety, and to me, that line was so significant and completely shows that we lost Maggie, uh, the development. <laughs> really reminds me of beginning of season two when she's still on the loose and styles tells scott to find her and he's like i don't 
care like how you do it or what happens i just need you to find her and make sure that she's safe which is a total paraphrase i don't remember what he actually said but those were the sentiments so it's definitely everyone has come full circle (laughs) we're all sad oh god um okay so moving on from the subject that makes our mascaras run respectively um let's talk about how theo was like bitch the wild hunt should have moved and liam and hayden are like nah man they're here and he was like brah what's that (laughs) what do you guys think about that why are they stuck do we think it's because there's a banshee in this town as well yeah and that's why they stayed so long in canaan and they're staying so long here yeah yes in fact, Rachel, it's always Lydia, came up with this beautiful meta, as always, <laughs> where she talks about um, a little bit about that thing that Lydia is the reason that they are stuck, that when a banshee resides in a town, the banshee is the reason why they can't move on. And she theorized that um, Caleb was given to Lenore to placate her and to let the wild hunt leave the town so once they gave her her dead son she was able to let them go mm-hmm. and to continue off that rachel further um hypothesized that they would do the same for lydia they can't escape because lydia is keeping them tethered to beacon hills so she said that they're going she guesses that they're going to give her options to say like you can have aiden you could have Allison, if you let us go. But Lydia says, no, I just want Styles, and then she, like, fights her way out of it. But, um, I love that theory, so it would be so amazing to see that come to fruition in the next couple episodes, but just some food for thought about that. Yeah, I think that's great, because, like, she, as a banshee, she is the one that is so closely connected with death. And while the Wild Hunt isn't exactly killing people, we now have confirmation that they're literally just, like, sucking the souls out of them. Dementor, Dementor! And, um... (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) So, it would make sense that they're kind of like, oh, we're in her territory, and she needs to let us be able to move on. Um, I'm not... (laughs) I don't know how I feel about the choices. I think that would be a really awesome thing if that happened. And um, if that were to happen, I think she would obviously be tempted to say Styles. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then her inner Scott McCall would kick in and be like, no, we have to save everyone. Yeah. And then I have to find out how to do that. I'm just excited in general for the moment, like, uh, that we saw in a couple of the promos where they're, like, they realize that the wild hunt is, like, afraid of her. The ghost yes. riders are, like, literally fearful of Lydia. Yeah. Oh, my queen, I fucking love her Yes, so I loved her in this episode. I love how it, I mean, it wasn't what we hoped we really, we hoped for some deeper diving into Banshee mythology, but I do love what it gave to Lydia. She also looked incredible. Also, Scott looked incredible. I lo- Shout out to the trios, number one, their outfits, and number two, all of the beautiful, confused looks they kept giving each other. Yeah. There was so much beautiful eye contact in this episode mm. where everyone was just like, what the fuck? It was wonderful. Also, shout out to that one guy. 
who tried to outrun the ghost riders on a skateboard. God bless you. God bless you. You make Teen Wolf what it is. Thank you. Let's go to our red string rating. All right. I loved this episode. I was, I mean, it could be better, but I really enjoyed it. A lot of people said it was very reminiscent of Motel California, and I agree. As a horror movie fan, and just the look that Scott gave Caleb when he realized he was dead, just everything about that just sealed the deal for me. So I'm going to give it a high rating of a 4.7. Whoa. Out of five? Yeah, I was happy. Oh. I liked it. Claire? I turned it off for half the episode when 2.0 was on, but I liked it. What do you mean? 2.0 wasn't on last night at all, Maggie. Claire? Um, yeah. Uh, before I rate your thing about Scott and his look to Caleb, like, when he was like, when were you born, Caleb? And when did you die? And I was just like, fuck yeah. you, Scott McCall, detective, I love you. <laughs> it slapped so me in the gut. It hurt. Oh, so like, good. Oh. So good. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.2. Anya? I'm actually going to be the harsher one today, which never (laughs) happens, but I think I was, I loved, like, Scott and Lydia and Malia's dynamics so much in this episode, but I was so mad about Kira that it, like, took me out, it took me out of the episode a lot, so Mm. I was, like, I was, like, going to give it a 3.5, but now I feel kind of bad about that, I was, like, because I was going to give it, like, a 4.5, I thought it was so good, and then I, like, they just kept, like, disrespecting Kira over and over again. And I was like, this is dropping it so low for me. But maybe, like, a 3.8 because Scott McCall deserves those points. <laughs> so, like, a 3.8. You also just watched it, so it's fresher in your brain. True. So, like, your, your gut rating right now is accurate, so don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to give it um, as... Uh, 4.4. Like, I don't feel like it's up there at 605 level, but I felt like it, the writing was excellent. Thank you, Angela. And the, um, it was super aesthetic. Like, I know that that annoying Grace thing that they, like, the filter they put over it was, like, obnoxious, but at least we could see what was happening. <laughs> there was light. <laughs> Um, so that's my reading for this episode. Um, before we go, Claire, you have a shout out you wanted to do, right? Oh, other than the skateboard guy? Yeah, the other shout-out. All right. So, some of you um, are familiar with Rosemary. Row your boat on Tumblr. She's often on Cast, and she is the one we fear because she has to edit all of these episodes into nice, neat little packages. (laughs) Um, We are working on our own podcast, which is called The Zelda Roy Show. It's a fictional podcast, so if you like... um, it's like an arts and entertainment review in a post-cliche revolution kind of situation. And I'm the voice, so if you don't hate listening to me, you should listen to our podcast. Um, and it premieres on January 11th, so stay tuned for more details. Thanks, guys. Huzzah! Okay, so thanks for tuning in this week. Um, see you next week for... Oh, gosh. What is this episode called? I don't remember anymore. Is it Will's episode? Is it Will's? Is it 608? Oh, no, it's 607. We have one episode, and we have to hate the episode. Hopefully this one will be good. Um, So, my name's Rachel. I'm Ron Gassam on Tumblr. 
I'm Anya, and I'm Style Still Likes Lydia on Tumblr. I'm Claire, and I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. And I'm Maggie, I'm Registering Banshee on Tumblr. And BT Dubs, happy 2017 to y'all. This year, we get in a city a kiss. Woo! Bye! It's lit. Thank you for joining us on this week's Stidia Cast. After next week's episode of Teen Wolf, tell us what you think of it by emailing stidiacast at gmail.com and your comment might be featured on our show. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, Stidiacast, or our Twitter, Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, row your boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.